<laughs> okay. Um, when you're ready, please take out a writing utensil, and if you like to take notes in a journal or whatever, um, take out your journal or whatever, and if you don't, then maybe take out um, your cell phone and maybe some sort of note-taking app. Uh, I'd really like you to write down this definition for spirituality. Today's session is on spirituality, and this is the running definition that we're using. It's a common definition that we use in, in campus ministry, but also in immersion. So this is a, a quote um, and a concept from a Jesuit priest named Father Carl Rahner. And spirituality, Father Carl says, is the way that you make sense of life. Okay? So you have to ask yourself, have you ever found yourself looking at the stars and you're like, man, like, what is this? You know, like, you're just like sitting there pondering life, trying to make sense of it. Or sitting there after something happened to you and your family and you're trying to make sense of the hurt that has happened. You're just trying to make sense of it all. When you're sitting here in these seats um, trying to figure out your life and your purpose and your degree and blah, 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 um, we consider that in our framework and our lens and our faith a part of your spirituality, that you're more than just a collection of cells and organs there's some sort of thing beyond that. There's something more. That something more concerns things that are in this like spiritual realm. So like how you make sense of these bigger concepts um, ties into your spirituality. Spirituality is not your religion. It's not your faith. But your religion and your faith and your prayer life can be part of the way you make sense of life. Okay? So for today's um, reflection and today's talk, we wanted to welcome Aaron Kipp. <laughs> hey now. Okay, so hi everybody. Um, I wanted to open first with a prayer that I know my group at least has uh, grappled with a little bit, um, but I think it's so amazing and applicable to the work that we're doing here. Um, the prayer is written by Oscar Romero, a Jesuit martyr who died giving mass in El Salvador, um, where our group will be traveling. So if you just want to take a moment to center ourselves. It helps now and then to step back and take the long view. The kingdom is not only beyond our efforts, it is even beyond our vision. We accomplish in a lifetime only a fraction of the magnificent enterprise that is God's work. Nothing we do is complete, which is another way of saying that the kingdom lies beyond us. No statement says all that could be said. No prayer fully expresses our faith. No confession brings perfection. No pastoral visit brings wholeness. No program accomplishes the church's mission. No set of goals and objectives includes everything. This is what we are about. We plant the seeds that one day will grow. We water the seeds already planted, knowing that they hold future promise. We lay foundations that will need further development. We provide yeast that produces effects far beyond our capabilities. We cannot do everything, and there is a sense of liberation in realizing that. This enables us to do something and to do it well. It may be incomplete, but it is a beginning, a step along the way, an opportunity for the Lord's grace to enter and do the rest. We may never see the end results, 
but that is the difference between the master builder and the worker. We are workers, not master builders, ministers, not messiahs. We are prophets of a future, not our own. So hi everyone again. Um, my name is Erin, and some things you should know about me that are not my year or major. Um, I always wear unmatching socks. When I was in kindergarten, I won a town Halloween costume contest dressed up like a chicken. Um, and in my fifth grade year, I was homeschooled so that my family could take a trip out west. And I think that that helped to foster my love of nature. If you have ever talked to me about my faith, you know that I experience God the most through little kids because I think they have a sense of childlike wonder and are the most pure versions of themselves how God created them to be. I think over time we lose some of this due to socialization. However, if you forget that time of your life or haven't been around little kids in a while, let me remind you of some of their quirks. Little kids are constantly asking why. Why can't I have McDonald's? Why can't I eat dirt? Why is something the way that it is? Or why am I here? In our adult lives, we tend to be moving so quickly that we prefer to find non-answers. Because this, that, or the other thing, and the infamous because I said so. We have talked a lot over the course of our prep work about why you chose to sign up, the call and your intention. And for me, a lot of this comes from spirituality. So what is spirituality? Well, Drell gave us a really great introduction. Um, it's something different than faith or religion. Faith and religion can be part of spirituality, but it's not necessary. For example, I would imagine that most people here have religion and prayer, and it's a strong component of your spirituality. Going further, there are some individuals here who are not religious and still very spiritual. Spirituality is a broad term that brings together or encapsulates the tools and concepts that help us make sense of life's biggest and most mysterious questions. Those whys. Why am I here? Who am I? Where am I going? And why do people suffer? So when I started thinking about how to discuss this topic of spirituality, Jarrell posed some light reflection questions to get me thinking that included, does prayer work? And if prayer works, why does my prayer not work? Like I said, it was real light stuff. As I am no expert, I went to the people in my life that I thought I could ask to see what they thought. Admittedly, they were slightly taken aback at first. However, the answers that I got were really powerful. Some expressed that it worked, but not in the way that we always expected to, and others expressed that they struggled with the concept and were pondering this question themselves. Although not directly my peer, I think that my favorite answer came from Mother Teresa, who says, I used to believe that prayer changes things, but I now know that prayer changes us and we change things. I used to believe that prayer changes things, but I now know that prayer changes us and we change things. So another fun fact about me, I live in Boston, which is only about four hours from New York City. My family is fortunate enough to go frequently, but I will never forget one of the first times we went when I stepped out of the subway, my mom asked, how could God love and care about me, answer my prayers when he has all these other people to worry about? But I don't think prayers work like that. I don't think God treats us like homework where the more he is tasked, the worse he performs. I often talk about how my freshman year, I got the chance to attend the Ignatian Family Teaching for Justice and how one of the most powerful talks I have ever heard from Sister Peggy took God out of the sky for me. 
She said that God is the dance, not the dancer. My tiny human mind sometimes conceptualizes prayer like a transaction. Ask and receive. Speak and be spoken to. However, my faith would not say this is the case. When God is everywhere in all things, the dance, the mountains, and the interactions that we have with one another, how could there not be enough God to go around? He's not some white guy with a beard sitting on his throne leading a a list of requests. That is Santa Claus. Part of what John Carroll as a whole strives to do is take you one step further in your spirituality, whatever that looks like for you. I challenge you to let this immersion be a guiding force um, to take that one step. I started this talk by reading Romero's prayer, and he talked about planting the seeds and adding the yeast. Be open to this immersion planting a seed in you, just as we will spread and water the seeds of justice. Some spirit pushed you to be here tonight, and I challenge you to ask yourself why and maybe even pray about it. After all, it will change us in order to change things. So some final reflection questions. What was it like in the past and where are you now in terms of your spiritual journey? What are the things that you do to help you make a sense of life's big questions? What does your spirituality look like? What does it have? Does it include religion, a faith tradition, prayer, community, rituals, reflections, silence, meditation, yoga, or running? What are the tools and concepts that can help you to develop the spiritual practice and spiritual life? And what are the tools that, and concepts that can help you develop a practice of going deeper?